0: This is an esports miniseries brought to you by the Idaho Gaming League, the home of Idaho esports. It's produced by the Game Time Guru podcast. In this miniseries, we'll be breaking down the world of esports with perspectives from different people within the industry. Our goal is to spotlight the world of esports through interviews with the following individuals Kenan Fenton, a perspective of an esports fan, Alex Rogers, a perspective of a collegiate esports head coach. David DeVries, a perspective from the business side of esports. Chad Mann, a perspective of the founder of a competitive gaming league. I'm Shane Larson, the host of this miniseries, and I hope you enjoy each episode as we help you see the world of esports through a different lens. What's going on, everybody? Shane Larson here, host of the Game Time Guru podcast and host of this mini series on esports. I appreciate you joining me for part one of the mini series. We're bringing on a fan. Yes, that's right, an esports fan someone who was able to attend an eSports event as a spectator. You're going to love what he's got to say. Before we get there, though, I want to give a special shout-out to our sponsor, the Idaho Gaming League, home of Idaho eSports. Make sure to go to idahogamingleague.com, find out some more information on what they got going on, and register for some of the tournaments they've got. So without further ado, I'd like to bring on our spectator, Kenan Fenton. Thanks for joining us for this eSports miniseries. Hey,
1: thanks for having me. This is uh, This is cool. I'm excited to... Get my thoughts out about some of this eSports buzz that's going on,
0: yeah, I'm excited to have you on the show. I couldn't be happier to have someone like yourself. Can you tell us what event we're going to be talking about today that you were able to attend?
1: So I recently got to go to the Overwatch Grand Finals, uh, which basically was the Super Bowl of a game called Overwatch. Um, they've got a, a regular season that goes you know throughout the year, and they've got playoffs at the end. and this this particular event, which was at the Barclay Stadium in Brooklyn, Um, was basically the the championship match. So that's the one that I went to.
0: Now, in regards to the actual regular season before you got to the championship, did you have a specific team or a specific player that you cheered for as a fan?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, it's funny because me and my buddies kind of all um, kind of follow the league together and we each sort of branched out and picked different teams. Uh, The the one cool thing is this is the the first season of this particular game's We'll call it a sport, right? It's the first one, so it's almost like watching the first Super Bowl. So it was kind of, it's kind of interesting because all my other, you know, sports teams that I follow, I have some history behind that. Where in this particular game, they just all of a sudden had these new teams with these new players, and we didn't really have anything to go off of. So picking a team kind of came down to. You know the colors and the logo, really, is what you had to work with. So, um, but yeah, we we picked individual teams. Uh, some of us follow the same ones. I particularly like the uh, the Houston Outlaws. I've had a couple teams that I really like, and neither one of them actually made the playoffs. So <laughs> when we got to the finals, we kind of had to bandwagon a little bit. But that's right.
0: Oh, for sure. But hey, it's kind of funny that you mentioned the logos and and such because I'm trying to find a parallel with some traditional sports. I know a lot of sports fans who follow football, and they, you know, they'll pick a team based on their colors, their jerseys, or their helmets, the logos, whatever it may look like. Because some look cooler than others. I guess it's just whatever appeals to the eye, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and we kind of, I mean, one of the one of the main criterion that I used for who I picked my team for was that that particular team has a lot of players from the u s a where a lot of the other teams have you know uh, players contracted from South Korea or from China or from you know a lot of European players. but you know I to go had to go, go u
0: s no shame in that at all, man. you're proud of where you're from you're you're representing for the United States. I love that now, I have a question for you, Kenan. For traditional sports like my like for myself, I'm a fan of basketball and football, but I also played basketball and football growing up. Are you also a gamer? Do you play Overwatch?
1: I'm definitely a player myself. I wish I were better, <laughs> as we probably all do in our respective sports. But, um, yeah, I definitely play. Uh, you know, I get a couple couple times in a week. I've got a wife and a kid, so it's hard to play maybe as much as a lot of the, the fans do. But, um, yeah, I'm definitely a player. So it helps that I kind of understand the game a little more than you know, just maybe a random spectator would.
0: Totally makes sense. I think it's easier to understand the game from a fan's perspective if you have that player experience from before. It's just easier to become engaged. Now, at the Overwatch Grand Finals, obviously there's a cost to going there. There's travel, there's tickets. Can you explain the cost, you know, the average cost, I should say, to getting to this event uh, that was essentially the Super Bowl of Overwatch?
1: So, the way they did tickets was kind of interesting. Um, We actually... We actually bought our tickets on a pre-sale, so it was it was before they actually went on sale to the public, and the only way that we got into that pre-sale was um, they actually tracked because you, you know, previously when you watched the matches, you kind of watched them through their website, and so they could track who was watching more matches and who was watching less, you know, through your accounts. So we actually got this email one night before we actually knew the tickets went on sale they said, hey, you qualified for this pre-sale or whatever. And so we hopped on really quick and were able to get tickets. Um, so I think we spent, for the floor seats, the tickets were about 60 bucks. Um I think up in the bowl seating it was a little less, but we got the floor seats. And then there was also some upgrade options for, you know, VIP seating or for early entry. Um, the one that we picked, which was the highest one, um, was another, I want to say, about $75 or so. Um so we ended up with, you know, as much as we could possibly get, you know, a bunch of free swag, early entry and all that for about hundred and fifty bucks a person. And that was the I mean that's the VIP best of the best that we could find. So in fact those those tickets, um when they did go on sale to the public, they were gone um really, really quick. In fact that package that we had purchased was gone before it even went on sale to the public. So I believe they sold out every seat within a couple of weeks. Um so we we left out getting those four seats before they went on sale to the public.
0: I'd say. But it's very interesting because in comparison with other sporting events, that's a pretty affordable cost for tickets. I mean, I've spent a pretty penny going to, you know, sporting events across the country at different, you know, college football games, an NFL game, a lot of NBA games. And it seems like it's pretty affordable. Now, part of the fun in the part of the experience of going to those events that I've just mentioned is the pregame festivities. I love tailgate parties. I love like going there a couple hours before the kickoff and, and they have all these parties going on outside the stadium, different events going on, uh, parades, stuff like that. I want to know about this. Considering it was basically the Super Bowl of the Overwatch League, did they have any pregame festivities for you guys to take part in?
1: Yeah, it's actually uh, it's kind of interesting because um, a lot of the team, participating in the finals had, I know, a lot of their, like, kind of pop-up parties and, like, their viewing parties across the country. And so they actually broadcast, you know, a lot of those and thought, kind of the stuff that was happening there. Um, however, a lot of those teams also sent representatives of their teams to this specific event in New York. So, for example, uh, you know, the team that I follow, Houston Outlaws, um, when we had got there the the morning of, we we're looking on Twitter and found out that they they and T-Mobile, who is their, you know, their major sponsor, sponsor, had actually gone out and hidden a bunch of jerseys and free tickets to the event around the city. And they had this, you know, GPS thing set up where um, you would kind of look at the GPS and find the hint and kind of get an idea of sort of where it's at. And then fans were out, you know, searching for these free jerseys, fine jerseys that were you know, um, being watched by some of the professional players. So once they found them, they got pictures with the professional players, got the free tickets into the stadium and stuff like that. So, you know, they did have a lot of uh, cool events going on. Um, apart from that, they also opened the doors pretty early to the event, I think earlier than, than you normally would with traditional sports, just because they had so much going on in the stadium. Um, so we were actually, man, we entered the building um, at 1 o'clock with our early entry tickets and the match didn't start until 7.30. So we were there for a long time, and that was inside the stadium. That wasn't, you know, um, you know partying out in the parking lot or whatever. We were actually inside getting autographs by professional players from around around the league. Uh, we were getting, you know, pictures taken with with other players from around the league. Um, they also had, you know, stations set up where you and your buddies could get, like, a 3-D picture. You could, you know, stand on this rotating platform, and they'd, you know, send you this really cool 3-D picture that you could rotate on your phone and, you know they had all kinds of all kinds of cool stuff going on um, there at the stadium before the match started.
0: It sounds like they did a great job at getting everybody pumped up. It's not just hey, we're going to go there and watch some video games. It's getting you embraced in the entire culture. It's getting you embraced with everything. It's it's just basically getting everybody together and getting everybody excited for this. It sounds like it was pretty freaking sweet to be honest. And
1: and I I should probably put out this disclaimer. I think because this was kind of their first big finals events for this particular e-sport, for this game, I, uh, the developers of the game, Blizzard, I think they kind of went all out. You know, they wanted to prove that this kind of event is something that's, one, um, they're trying to get, you know, more mainstream so that uh, it gets a little more, you know, publicity outside of the esports world. And two, they want to make sure that people next year are really looking forward to something like this and are, you know, quick to pick up tickets so they can get an even, you know, bigger venue than... That we had at the Barclays. So I, I think they felt like they kind of had something to prove. Um, this particular event was also, I think, for the first time, broadcast live on ESPN on a Friday night at seven o'clock. You know, the regular ESPN, not like ESPN three or like ESPN U or something. You know, on a streaming, it's actually on live ESPN at seven o'clock on a Friday night. So I know they felt like they really had something to prove uh, going into that event.
0: Well, let's just put it this way. I think they proved it because here in your perspective and you're talking to someone who's not a huge gamer, it makes me want to go to one of these events. So whatever they did, they did it right. And that's awesome. I want to know now, once you got into the event, we're talking pregame festivities are over, you're there, and the competing begins. How long did the grand finals actually take? Like, how long are these teams competing for?
1: So... Um, That was another kind of cool thing. With you know, we talked about ticket prices there. Um, Those were not only for one night, but those were for two days. It was a two-day event. So we actually had, um, you know, they played a best of three. So they played one match on Friday night, went from seven thirty to about nine thirty or so. It was about two hours, and then again on Saturday with those same tickets that we purchased, we were able to go back and get back into the um, into the stadium for a second round, which was kinda of cool. So they played again a second game on Saturday at about three o'clock and went for a couple hours. And the team that won actually won both of those, so they didn't play a third game, but they had it set up ready for a third match if they needed to. So it really was a two day event.
0: And with that, the seats that you purchased, you got there early you said, but are they general admission or are they assigned seats?
1: So yeah, there was there was general admission on the floor and then there was general admission for the rest of the bowl seating, and so we were actually on the floor. We really got our, we got to hand pick our seats both days. And we took the same spots both days. We actually sat right smack dab in the middle, about seven rows back from the stage. So we had really good spots.
0: That's awesome. And I saw some pictures of it while I was looking this up and doing some research. It seemed like it was a pretty sweet gig. It looked like the pictures from the stage showed a ton of fans. It looked like it was packed in there. I want to know what your thoughts are, Kenan, on the atmosphere. The overall atmosphere once they started competing, what was it like?
1: It was it was very similar to attending you know a, a big sporting event uh, in my mind. One of the cool moments for me, at least, you know, when I go to a professional football game or even a college football game, is walking into the stadium right at the very beginning and just seeing thousands of people in there, you know, cheering and yelling. You got the you know the field lit up and everything. That's one of the coolest parts. And coming into this was no different. Um, that was really cool to walk in and see their huge you know screen that they have up front. It was 68 million pixels. Um, just just a ginormous screen, lots of cool lighting and stuff. So they really they put on a show in there. Um, but as far as all the matches were being played, I think that this is one of the differences that I felt between traditional sports and watching this eSport event was. I feel like I feel like even like at a football game, there's usually a few good plays that just shoot you out of your chair, get you screaming and just really you know out of your mind. Can't believe that just happened. That happened here, but it happened almost every forty five seconds. It was just amazing how much energy was coming from the coming from the stadium from all the fans and just every you know minute forty five seconds minute and a half something would happen that would just blow your mind and it just didn 't stop it just the action kept going and going and going, which is really cool' uh, it's an interesting comparison that I saw between you know something like this and going to a traditional sporting event
0: again, it makes me want to go to one of these events. And does that mean, with the screens that you just talked about, does that mean there was basically no bad seat in the house?
1: Yeah, I think pretty much everybody had good seats. The only, the only seats I I probably wouldn't uh, I wouldn't envy being in is the ones clear off to the very side right up front because it probably would have been sort of hard to see uh, the screen. There was only that one large screen. Um, but, you know, the way they, they set up the stadium, they kind of block off the seats in the back. So the only ones that you can, you know, sit in are the ones kind of up front. So they had, I mean, had yeah, you could see the screen very well from anywhere in the stadium, which is kind of cool.
0: That is cool. I mean, the, the more you can limit the obstructed views, the more you can enhance the overall fans experience at those events. And that's awesome to hear the, the fact that they contracted players from other countries for these teams for the Overwatch League, did that bring a lot of people from different cultures to this event? And did you get to experience that like uh, a lot of different cultures?
1: Yeah, absolutely. In fact, um, one of the teams that was playing, so I'll say that the two teams that were playing were the Philadelphia Fusion versus the London Spitfire. So you did see a lot of representatives from London there, a lot of guys with British accents, you know, standing in line talking about the match, uh, which was kind of cool. But even, even um, you know, some of the casters and just the people who are kind of higher up in that esports arena are all from different countries. So you get really a diverse, you know, kind of group of people in there, which is pretty
0: cool. Now, after everything was said and done, ticket costs, everything, the experience, was it worth it? And would you do it again?
1: Oh my gosh. We were, we were driving home and I kind of looked over to the guy that I was with and said, I want to pay triple for that. Uh, although I don't want, I don't want them to know that. <laughs> so I'm about the ticket prices, but I probably would have. It was, it was really cool. Uh, being a sports guy myself, I've got a lot of experience, you know, going to sporting events and, um, you know, seeing some of those bigger profile Uh, games with traditional sports and I think this was every bit as much fun if not more uh, from my perspective I'd definitely do
0: it again. And hey maybe I'll be coming with you right like I'll be coming with you the next time so Kenan first off I just want to say thank you so far for this interview because you're giving your insight on this and it's helping deliver a panoramic view on sports, and we're getting that in-depth information on the world of esports. So thank you so much again. Uh, I do want to ask you a question, though. I just want your personal opinion on the growth of esports. Now, it's becoming a varsity sport for colleges. Do you consider esports an actual sport, and what's your overall thoughts on it becoming a varsity sport and becoming so big?
1: Oh, man, this this is the question, isn't it? You know, I've I've thought about this and I've tried to come up with I've you know, I've had this conversation with a lot of people, and I've tried to come up with a real good definition of what a sport is, and every single definition I come up with includes this kind of thing. Now I'm not saying, you know, all video games are sports. That's definitely not true. However, something like this, the specific game, you know, this um Overwatch League that they set up, it's definitely a sport. In fact, uh, you know, people who have a little bit more authority than i do um like uh, andre andre from the uh from the warriors actually went to one of the playoff matches and they interviewed him and he said you know visiting visiting the facilities and seeing what these guys do i didn't i thought that there were differences but there's really not i mean it's definitely a sport you've got you know these professional players who are on vigorous uh training you know and workout uh schedules they've got really strict sleeping schedules they've got nutritionists you know, you can have wrist injuries, or whatever. You know, these guys are transferring kinetic energy to another device and and you know, creating some kind of result. That's really what we do in sports. Um, so I, I I have to I have to side with the with the nerds that say that this is actually a sport for sure.
0: I totally respect that though. I totally respect it. And I want your thoughts here. Is it a good thing for kids that they can get a scholarship to now go and play video games for a college and also get an education? Obviously. Do you feel like it's given them a lot of opportunities? What's your overall thoughts?
1: Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's, this is this is just like any other any sporting program where you know you can get a scholarship. The only reason that this pays money is because people find it fascinating to go watch and they're willing to pay money to go watch it. That's how you know professional sports were born. And I think the reason why we get so fascinated with these sports and are willing to go pay money is these people have you know take take Tom Brady for example. This guy trains day in, day out, spends his entire life devoted to becoming this like superhuman that just does football. You know what I mean? And, and for people who have ever played football, they understand how difficult it is to do some of the things that he can do. And that's why it's so fascinating to see him do that. So in, you know, if we switch, switch roles here and go over to the esports setting, some of us know how difficult it is to do some of the things that we watch these esports professionals do. That's why it's so fascinating to us. So, you know, we're willing to pay money. If we've got a, you know, if I'm in college and we've got a collegiate team, you know that I'd pay for tickets to go watch them, you know, compete against, you know, our rival school. I'm definitely going to be making signs, you know, and, you know, throwing some shade at the opposite team. It's, you know, it's going to be just as, as much fun as going to a sporting event. So absolutely, I think people who are willing to do that, who have the talent to bring people out and get them interested in something like that, they deserve to get scholarships. They deserve to, you know, be able to make a career out of it. So
0: I definitely think that you and I agree on that point. Uh, I've opened my mind a lot to this specific topic, and I think that it gives them other opportunities to get an education, to socialize with other people, and, you know, still compete at a high level and have a reason for it. I think it's awesome. I want to know something, though, for a fun question at the end of this interview, Kenan. You watch this this league, for Overwatch for a full season, and there's fans of different teams. Well, some of the fun of you know being a fan is bickering back and forth with other fans, trash talking other fans. I want to know if that goes on in esports. Like, do you guys bicker back and forth? Do you trash talk? And who has the worst fans?
1: So I think one of the greatest moments of that event was we were watching. You know, they they play the B roll of you know um, all the different things that have happened throughout the season, and there's this one scene where the team's walking out and the fan has his hand up for a high-five and the player goes to high-five him and he pulls it away and the whole stadium just goes, oh, you know, and they they kind of freak out about it. But there's definitely some back and forth with some of these teams. Um, I don't know if any specific team has the worst fans. Um, You know, one of my best friends is an L.A. Valiant uh, fan, and so I'm just going to throw him some shade and say that, Maybe their fans are the worst. <laughs> but other than that I think they're actually uh they're pretty good about it. Um there's definitely some competitiveness there, but we haven't we I don't think it's been around long enough for them to allow too much uh, you know, nasty relationships start to build
0: up so oh yeah but i bet i bet you give it some time just give it a little time and i bet some nasty things will start to come it's out
1: definitely going to come out <laughs> it'll definitely come out
0: i bet it will man kenan thank you so much for taking the time to join us for the esports mini series. this is part one learning about esports from a fan's perspective i appreciate your time sir
1: absolutely thanks for having
0: me on the show it's been great if you want more esports talk make sure to tune in to part two we